salute to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Meeting is now called to order. The Borough of Seabright, in compliance with the Open Public Meeting Act, has provided adequate notice of the time, date, and location of the meeting to the Asbury Park Press. Filed notice on the Borough Clerk's with the Borough Clerk and posted notice on the Borough Office and on the Borough website. The meeting is open to the public, and we welcome you all. And good evening. Okay, on to well, oh, we have some oaths. Okay. Yes. Mr. Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Julio? 
Yes. Mr. DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilor Weinstein? Yes. Mr. Zelina? I think I, oops, I think I was at the He wasn't here. Just abstain. On to the resolution for application number 2023-10, David Meyer, 24 Surf Street. I'll move the resolution. Oh, did you skip Middleton? No. Yeah, five days. Oh, I did. Alternated with it. That's fine. Well, I'll move the mayor and resolution, Mr. Chairman, just to stay. I'm going to move the mayor resolution. Okay. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. And the second? Everybody's telling me to move along tonight because, because of the uh, uh, big, I'll, I'll second that. big agenda. You know, that's cool. We'll, we'll, we can drop that. Okay. Roll call, please. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Mike Steele? Yes. And that's it. Yeah, I think that I'll probably skip that because I, I can't vote on that. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. You can still call it. I can still call it. <laughs> so we have a motion. Do we have a second for that? For the Middleton? On, the, the, on to the Middleton resolution. I'll move the Middleton. Gareth Middleton and Boone. I will move the Middleton resolution. Second? I'll second also. Roll call, please. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSale? Yes. Councilman Lacksteen? Yes. Okay, on to new business. Looks like the agenda says we're doing applicant BD Real Estate Adventures LLC. Welcome. Mr. Chairman, I'm a neighbor of this applicant on this course. Within the 200 zone. Thank you, Mike. Let the record show that Mr. Zelina has stepped off of the board. Ready? Good evening, Mr. Ready? Chair. Members of the board, Rick Brodsky on behalf of the applicant, ED Real Estate Adventures, LLC. Um, Mr. Montenegro, the service in order? Uh, yes, we reviewed it and uh, it is in order. The board has jurisdiction and we're prepared to move forward. Thank you. Um, okay, Mr. Chair, members of the board, the application before you this evening uh, pertains to the properties located at 1132 Ocean Ave and 1124 Ocean Ave. 1132 is uh, the site of the uh, uh, former Yokes on You restaurant. Um, that is lot one on the plan that you have. 1124 is the former Rory's, which is lot two. Um, so we have lot 12, lots one and two. Um, the applicant uh, um, this evening, BD Real Estate, owns lot two. Uh, the old Rory's, which is the sort of V-shaped uh, uh, building, and then um, actually uh, has a lease agreement for lot one. Uh, yokes on you, and the application before you really is is somewhat limited to seeking site plan approval 
uh, to basically combine these two buildings. Um, they were already, it's like a big, it's like a U. Uh, it is a U. And the idea is taking these two rest, former restaurants, breaking through, if you will, and combining them into a single restaurant. So that, that, that's, that's really the long and the short of the, the, the application. There's no new construction uh, proposed, save for a, a small vestibule in, in the uh, courtyard area, which is kind of like a kind of like a reception area that we use for, for the restaurant. Um, uh, restaurant use is permitted in, in this zone, in the B1 zone. Um, and uh, um, the restaurant's proposed, that's proposed, you know, here, is, you know, similar to, similar to the world's use uh, with respect to operationally-wise, um, hours of operation and so forth, um, um, a little more upscale in terms of, in terms of menu. Um, and, you know, consistent with the prior Warren's use, consistent with the prior Harry's use before that. Um, so uh, that's really the nature of the application. Um, the, uh, nothing's changing from an operation perspective. And so basically what I'd like to do is have Tony uh, Norris be sworn in and just walk the board through what's there now and what's proposed. Um, and then I do have with me also uh, the principals of the applicant, Eric Daly and Keith Brothers, who are sitting, uh, sitting in, the, in the room as well. And Keith, uh, Eric will be come forward uh, after Tony to just walk the board through you know, the proposed operations and, and that type of thing. And uh, there you have it. Yes. Would you raise your right hand to be sworn? Do you swear the testimony you already give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole of the truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. Please state your name, spell your last letter. Anthony Condaris, C O N D O U R I S. You don't know. Without any objection from the board members, please testify here before. Before this board, you've been here many, many times. All right. Thank you. All right. And thanks for coming back. All right. Okay, Tony, if you would. Uh, I see you have an exhibit. Is that an exact copy of the plan that was submitted to the board? Yes, it is. Okay. In that case, we'll work separately market if, the, if it's not into the All right. So, tell me just, just real quick, what the board through what's, what's there now. Sure. So, and we'll go through yep. the, the proposal. Uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with the building. It's been here for years. But uh, so, this on this side, you'll see the L-shaped. Uh, building, which is actually Rory's right now. Um, there's also this courtyard that Rory's is using as a, an outdoor seating area. Um, so what we've done here is really just reconfigured some of the tables and the bar, and, and you know, it's still, still the same size restaurant. The kitchen's in the exact same place where it was. Um, as Rick mentioned, the only thing that we're adding from a building standpoint is this uh, small vestibule here which is on the courtyard. So that vestibule does create a slight increase in building coverage, um, but it does not create any more lot coverage. Uh, we do have, our lot coverage and building coverage are both existing nonconformities. Um, the lot coverage is staying the same. Again, there's a slight increase in building coverage that's being caused by the, the vestibule. And then if you look at this other leg of the U here, um, that's 
currently the Yokes on You restaurant. That's where the uh, applicant has, has a lease agreement, so they're going to create another restaurant area on this side. Um, it's going to have a separate entrance, probably a separate theme to it, but it will be connected to one big entity. Um, they're going to create a uh, connection to the kitchen in the back here. So this kitchen will serve both sections of the, of the, uh, the restaurant. Uh, we're adding a few handicapped accessible bathrooms. And uh, in this area in the back here, I'm not showing it now because this was a previously submitted set of drawings. But we are creating a, um, about a 1100, excuse me, 11 by 11 room where we will be keeping the garbage. Uh, and there'll be a door put into the side here. So when it comes time for the garbage pickup, the employees will take the garbage outside, they'll get picked up, but for the rest of the time it will be stored inside. And you're adding um, the bathroom that now can be accessible through the courtyard? You're adding a new bathroom? That is, yes, that is correct. That is accessible through the courtyard. So, Mr. Brodsky, I just have a question. Mm -hmm. I'm confused as to ownership and merger and what's happening here, because if lot one is going to remain under separate ownership, is that what I'm hearing? Yes. But yet, they're being connected as if it's one use. Yes. Are they going to be pursuant to a lease? There'll be whatever necessary easements, whatever easements are necessary. Although it is, it is leased space. Right. So what happens when the lease runs out? When, when the lease runs out, if it's not renewed, that uh, that would have to be closed off and given back to the landlord. What about outlaws? The liquor license will, will the liquor license will be uh, for the entire space, for the entire premises. But if the if the lease were to terminate, um, the uh, ownership of that license would stay with DD and would stay with uh, you know, the larger property. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I figured you I'm not sure it's doable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you need to do a place-to-place -place transfer. Right. Yeah. Uh, and expand and it without expanding it. That's correct. That's correct. Because we certainly don't want to, we certainly don't want to leave lot one with suddenly a liquor. How long is the lease? Do you no, know? No. 20 years. 20 year lease? Yeah. Um, and is there any, is there any chance? Guys are young, that's a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to complicate this at all. I just see complications in what's being proposed, um, that, you know, for future. Well, you know, this sentence could be. Yeah, I mean, that, the, connection, that, the buildings are already exist, they're, they're contiguous today, I'm right? Aware. So you know. So we have that in the back. If the, yes, in the back. If the lease were to expire, um, uh, and not be renewed, and this applicant does not end up purchasing that property, which is certainly a consideration over the course of the next 20 years, then it would, that door would be closed, it would be returned to its original uh, configura configuration as it exists today, and uh, the liquor license would stay with, like I said, the applicant being TV real estate so that will have to, those will all have to be conditions of approval. Yeah. And and I, I think you're probably going to have to, and again, I know 20 years is a long time. Anything yeah. can happen in 20 years, the business could fail in 20 years. Yeah. You know, in 10, 15 years. We hope it does not, because yeah. the idea is really cool. Right. But um, 
I think you're going to have to come back to, for, for new site plan approval for both uses if, uh, if, if, the use, if they were to separate again. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We would have to come back to continue. The it wouldn't be you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be them for the yeah, small yeah, and yeah. It would also be you. Well, it would be you for the larger, the larger, the larger property because we're basing this site plan approval on the fact that now you have an interior bath, a courtyard bathroom, and then you're going to lose that courtyard bathroom if the two needs to separate. That's right. So, so you would have to come back. Yeah, yeah. I think. And also the garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have to relocate the garbage. So, so I think that would have to be a condition of approval too, and just hope that our wonderful building department picks up on it in uh, 15 years. Yeah. But I think the hope is that the applicant will acquire that property. I, I would hope so too, because it would make life a lot easier. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and. Um, Tony, uh, signage, we don't show any signage, but it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a very small number. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll comply with the rules. Okay. Um, I'm just going through Dave's uh, report. Deliveries, I'll, I'll talk to, you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have Eric speak to deliveries, but it's just typical box trucks. Um, trash we covered. Um, Oh, there's a um, a cool, there's a cool sort of plaque, right? On yes, the, uh, I was going to build it at the end that the applicant's pretty excited about. Yeah, so that, that will remain. Yeah, if we have to work around the conditions, that's fine. So, so I was thinking, I'll just throw this out as a possibility if you guys. It, it, I was thinking maybe some sort of a historical dedication to the town, giving the town, if someone is ever going to destroy that sign or want to, the town should be given the right to take the sign first, so that wouldn't hurt you. Um, is that something that you would report as a deed, as a deed restriction? Again, it wouldn't hurt you because the town says, no, we don't want it, then you would do what you want to do, but at least give the town a right and nothing would have to happen to it in the interim. So you're saying in the event of the sale of the building? If, if, if someone was looking to destroy this, does everybody know what we're talking about? Yes. So, so that building, uh, that portion of the building on Surf Street was the original Seabright Jail. And there is a plaque going, and there's a plaque on the building from 1894 stating the, which is pre the current Seabright Borough Council. It's the original Seabright Borough Commission when we were still part of Ocean Township. And there's a plaque there with the names of that was dedicated when it was the borough jail. So it's really cool. Somehow it has survived this entire Back time. on this corner by the existing walk. Yeah, at yeah. Surf Street. And I don't know how it survived, but it's still there. And I'm afraid if they touch it, it's going to fall apart, but it's, well, it's there. I think the, how it survived is it's not just like a plaque. That's right, it's in the wall. And yeah. it's stone built <laughs> into the wall. Yeah, so, so I was thinking if, if maybe giving the town the first right if someone wanted to take down that wall or something, the town could have that. I'm just trying to figure out how that would... You can, you can do it. I, I've seen historical uh, uh, yeah. dedications before. Yeah, and so, but procedurally, I mean, if just a buyer record. come... We record it. No, but I'm saying after the fact. So oh. now a buyer, a buyer... So then the buyer would be put on notice Correct. that if they are not going to, to maintain that, right. they have to they offer have it to, to the town, and the town says no. Give them a certain amount of time, and if exactly. the town says we don't want it, they can proceed. And, and do whatever they, they want. want. Okay. Exactly. Mark, the same thing happened with the school plaque. Yes. So 
We should look at that resolution, maybe. Well, the school resolution, we didn't record a deed. We just told the school that when they were taking down the building, if they could, deserve, if they could give us the plaque, mm -hmm. that was what we would have. So we had the advantage at that point. We actually knew they were tearing down the school. And they did. They preserved it for us. Here's something that's been there, and we've never had an opportunity to secure a right over it. Um, so it's our opportunity to do so here with this application. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it hurts the applicant at all. So. Where, where is it located? Is it in the area where they're going to exit for the golf no, room? No, because that's on, that's on the Yost building. It's on, <laughs> yeah, it's on, it's it's on the Harris building right there. The garbage over here. I mean, I'm hard pressed to think that anyone would ever want to get rid of it, but. There are people who do not care about this street whatsoever. I'm glad, the, I'm glad you, I'm glad this applicant thoughts. Thank you. Um, I think, Dave, is there anything else? That uh, just uh, loading and unloading. Yeah. How is that supposed to happen? Yeah. We'll have, we'll have uh, I guess, the same as it goes on today. As goes on today. There probably should be some something on the record about uh, uh, the way we're for parking. Would you have Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell me. So where's the parking lot? There's <laughs> <laughs> a nice courtyard. <laughs> across the street. Across the street. Yeah. The street. Yeah. Yes. Um, same as it ever was, you know. Um, uh, there's obviously nowhere on this site uh, for parking to be proposed, and it will operate as it has in the past. What's the difference in capacity just what, yeah, between what Yokes had and what Rory's had to what together you're offering? Well, we're, we're proposing um, 51 seats in the uh, in the yoke side. Do you know what was there before by any chance? I do not. Okay. 65. Uh, you can yeah, say that. Too. Um, there is a resolution from back, probably from Harry's, right. I guess, that limits, which we found out from Tom Haney. And we're actually below that as well, right? Same or below. Yeah, 110, I think, was the number for that. Yeah, so we'll have, we'll have Eric speak to that. Yeah, the only difference, no increases. Listen, I don't have a problem with it, and I'll speak for myself. The only difference is going to be that, of course, when Yokes and Roy's were in operation, they were not running at the same time at their peaks. Now both places are going to be running at their peak time at the same time. So that's just something to keep in mind. But it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, we, we need to hear what their plan is. Okay. How they're going to run. Yeah, that's all right. So, so we'll just staying on that, so, so proposed is 51 on the uh, lot one side, and how many are proposed on the lot two side? Uh, well, we have 100 for the building, and there's also seating outside, but uh, the fire inspector was not, he was only speaking of the building itself, I believe, so. So we're under talking about parking, so the court court does count. That's correct. So we have parking calculate. We have parking calculations for a much larger number on, on these drawings on the cover sheet. We want to go through that. But, uh, yes, the total number of seats we have 51 in the yokes, right? What right. We, we, have, we, we are we are according to our seating layout here. Yeah. Um, we are proposing 51 seats in the yokes building and 167 seats. In the in the, the building, I'll call it. Uh, but that includes the courtyard. The courtyard is seasonal, correct? Yeah, the courtyard is seasonal. So, so it's 50 some in the courtyard. About that, yeah. yeah. 
very similar, or even a little less than what it was. Right. And we're not proposing any more. Any other questions for Tony? Mr. Conduras, questions? I have a question. Okay. Uh, Anthony, could you go back to where the board room is on the next page? Yes. So that's, that room is open, and you have the doorway from the kitchen to the dining area. Yes, yeah, no, we, it's not showing on this. I was saying people are going to be we're building a small office there and the garbage room in this one area. You, you'll be able to zigzag through there to get to the... But you're going to close them off the garbage room, so it's accessible. I mean, they can bring garbage in there, but it'll be closed off, and then they'll take garbage out at another door. Right, there'll be, be a door on the inside to bring it in, and a door on the outside to get it out. But there won't be, they won't be delivering food to the garbage room. No, no, and then the applicant can just keep going about it. And the garbage room will be ventilated and you know air conditioning. Air conditioning. Probably tiles can be easily cleaned. What what is the worst? What how does the garbage been handled up to now by you know on you and uh boys? You know, I don't I'm assuming that they just put it out on the curb. Yeah. Yes. The venting not on the sidewalk on the roof? Yeah, hundred percent yeah. Well, I had to ask. Just going back to the, the seating, I, I saw the uh, email from uh, the uh, fire official, Mr. Hayden, uh, and he clarified that the original, or the most recent, Rory's approval, zone approval, allowed for 110 on the inside, not counting the court bar. Right. So I think I heard you right, but you're not proposing more than 110. It's actually 99. Yeah. <coughs> Plus the courtyard. Right, just the inside is that. Does, does the applicant need to uh, talk about what kind of landscaping or uh, enhancements he's going to do inside the courtyard? Do we want to know that? I can, I can speak to it. Looks like they already did it. <laughs> well, yeah, so um, we, we were, uh, some of the landscaping was already Make it so any lock covers that we're creating uh, is, an is an even exchange of the existing lock cover. So there is no increase in lock coverage by whatever reconfiguration that we've done in this patio. But you can see there's some trees here with some open areas where that, that would actually be soil or uh, mulch, whatever it is. And then this whole front area here too is, uh, is an impervious landscape area. The trees will be in the ground or planters? Uh, the ground, unless it turns out that the ground can't support it. And the planters in the front of the box? There's a wall in the front. Um, I don't know the wall height of these planters yet, but uh, they, they may be 24 inches off the ground. You, you had it in an outside bar. I think that bar was there before, was it? It was an outside bar. It was a new bar. No, it was an outside bar. It was a bar.
was just checking out the uh, any questions from the public on the testimony of Mr. Kundir? You're so good. Speechless. Please raise your right hand to be sworn. You swear the testimony you are to give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Yes. Please state your name, spell your last for the record. Eric Daly, D A L E Y. Okay, Eric, just for the record, if we would, um, you, you're, you're one of the principals of the African BD Real Estate Adventures, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, can you just give the board just a little bit of your background and experience uh, in, in this area? Um, I've owned several um, restaurants and bars in New York, in Chatham, New Jersey. My primary um, focus right now has been in finance, and we saw a opportunity at this property, so will be a combination continuing on the finance arm, but hiring a team to um, run this on a day-to-day -day basis. And Eric, we were talking about um, a couple of things. Well, maybe let's go to, to uh, questions. Oh, actually, let's go to, if you just walk the board for a little bit, just the proposed operation, the type of restaurant, how is sure. the operation, that kind of Today, um, or when we do open up, the hours of operation are probably going to be closed Mondays and Tuesdays. We're trying to figure out the demand. Um, we will not be open immediately for lunch until Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a lunch, lunch type of situation. And then as far as the evening is concerned, um, the thought is that we will be closed anywhere between 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock at night, called on. on <coughs> Um, to all of the regulations associated with the liquor license that was issued to us. Just, just to be careful, um, when you say you're going to close Mondays and Tuesdays, is that if we do in the summer? So, we, I just I, don't want you to be locked into something. No, 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 I said when we originally yeah, opened. When we initially opened. Yeah. Right. And as I may have mentioned, we're going to see what the community demands. Right. Um, it may be at some point, seven days a week with, with lunch. I'm just sharing on day one that we're planning on I just didn't want someone coming back. No, for sure. Them, I was saying, saying clarify. He said this. I mean, look, hopefully it, it works. And, uh, but, you know, we had discussed just advising the board of what's going to happen initially. And then hopefully things can pick up and it can support, you know, six or seven days and can support lunch. Um, and then hours of operation would be similar to the Rory's? Correct. Okay. Correct. Which would, which is, what do you anticipate? Well, it's so not doing lunch. If we're opening up during the day, during the morning, until 11, 12 o'clock, and then going straight through, probably not closing into the dinner hour. Okay. Um, and uh, we talked about the vestibule. I mentioned it real briefly. How big is that and what is the function of it? So the function is going to be a, a greeting station where if you have a reservation, you are going to be greeted by a host or hostess who will then bring you to your table, whether it's inside the courtyard or the big restaurant itself. And then um, in terms of operation, is it going to be, or is this fluid, is it going to be one single uh, restaurant, is it going to be dual themed or I mean, Yes, it's going to be conceptual. Um, I think the 
different experience for each support yard will be. The court yard will look at it more casual, a little bit more family. The inside is going to be more elevated. It's going to be an elevated um, Irish experience. And the um, left side, the Oaks um, property, will be more on the casual side as well. So depending on the demographics, depending on the experience you want to have, you want to watch a football game or a ball game, it's not going to be on the primary side. It's not going to be in the courtyard, but it will be within the other side. Um, and the fare will be different, and the menu will be different as well. What about um, the back room on the elevated side? Yeah. Is that a private room, or what is, what is that? So we, we call it the lounge today, and, and at some point, um, it's either going to be one of two things, all depending on. We don't. We're not 100 sure what percentage of the overall operation is going to be food or alcohol. It might be more food than we think. Um, so that might turn into a dining room or a private room. It looks up. But right now, the original plan is that it's a little bit more of a speakeasy-ish type of thing, um, and that will have also access to. Those plans are slightly different than the ones that were approved by the town for the MEP plans, but it has the two ADA bathrooms in it. And Eric, deliveries, what do you what do you anticipate uh, for deliveries? So deliveries will be coming through um, the building, you know, if you're traveling, you can see the entrance right there with a welcome box. Um, so it's going to be going into the kitchen of the old, um, you know, the kitchen of the old um, Warriors property. Okay. Similar to, just put that up. Yeah, the this door here. Correct. Correct. So the garbage will be coming out of the yokes. Um, and that will be, it's not going to be what I'm doing as Tom mentioned. And you're doing, and, and you're going to do private, private trash. Uh, so, we, we, uh, we're speaking with Roselli right now, and we're going to more likely utilize them the days that the town does not pick up. So the goal is, I guess, six days, and nobody collects on Sunday. I'm sorry, this would be private or you're going to A combination of the town and private. I, I believe the town is Monday, Thursday, and the other days will be by Roselli. Can I ask you a question about uh, an entrance from the courtyard to the Oaks area? You're not having it. We're not. Just the bathroom. Just the bathrooms. Okay. Well, those bathrooms are pretty important. Correct. Okay. But you can't get in from those bathrooms into the restaurant. Correct. The, the whole thought behind it is that if somebody wants to have a buyout or a wedding party or whatever it might be, you have a private um, area um, with bathrooms as opposed to going into the restaurant itself to the bathrooms in the back. More so bathrooms are always better. Correct. And this way it limits the flow. Um, two, two things. One, the, um, I don't even know if it's still there, but worries have built that. The staircase to the roof. That's, that was gone within the first. It, it is gone. Yeah, that okay. was part of our agreement to, to receive the CO that we had 30 days. So we moved it. Good. Correct. And the pizza ovens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, that, that was taken away as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Right? And then the second thing is the biggest complaint over Rory's over the years was always music mm -hmm. in the courtyard because there's all residents in the back. What is your plan with music in the courtyard? So we, we truly do not have a plan as of right now um, whether we are going to have music or not. I know I used to, I have a house in Seabart and my wife and I, we were frankly there, so I know very much that they played music and I, I think some of the problems came that they exceeded the 10 o'clock curfew. And, and the decibels. Yes, <laughs> yes. Very so yeah, we, we're, we're not going to say we're not going to do it, but if we are, we're going to make sure that we're very compliant with are we going to be like even tired and shut down at 9.30 at night? I don't know. Um, are we going to be like Donovan's and shut down a little bit before 10 if we do it? But you're not going to have the large live bands there uh, as opposed to some form of music. We want to keep it open, but it's not going to be, we don't think it's going to be a daily thing. So, so you'll agree that you will, I know you have to anyway, but you'll agree as condition, a specific condition that you no music, no music in the courtyard after 10? Absolutely. testimony or a statement about the application. 
from the public tonight. Excellent so far. If not, the public portion is now closed. Yeah. Discussion from the board or a motion? Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I'll make the motion. I think this is a good use and it is what it is already there. Um, yep. I mean, I wish there was a solution to the parking. There isn't. And uh, I, um, I'll make the motion to move through the application. I wish this applicant got to. Second? I agree. I'll second. We'll roll for it. But included with the things that we discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Understood.
Uh, it took a little bit of time to gain possession of the property, but I successfully gained possession uh, in July of 2023. Uh, once we gained possession, um, we had made a decision that we'd like to move to Seabird as a primary residence. Um, and with that, we researched uh, local architects and we come to the attention of Mr. Condoros and his background we were quite impressed with. We retained Mr. Condoros uh, with the main concern that the property is not at base for the elevation. Um, when we had uh, gone over some potential plans, the primary concern was to raise the property to the proper base for elevation to provide on-site parking, to alleviate parking uh, on the street, which I, I believe we can successfully do that. Julia and I have three children, um, four teenagers, and they all live on the beach. So the house is small, if you're familiar with it, it's quite close to this building. Um, we have very modest plans to um, expand the square foot into the home. And, um, you know, we, we think that it would be um, quite an improvement from its current condition. The um, previous owner had uh, a delinquent for quite some time, enormous payments, taxes, utilities, and uh, water. Everything on the home is current. There are no current violations. We haven't done any since we took ownership. I had um, successfully um, done a similar project in my summer house in Long Beach Island, where we had done a roof raise. Um, that's our summer home. This would be our primary. And we had successfully completed that project without a single violation. So that's my background and that's my intention for this property. And thank you. Thank you. So I'll, uh, I'll walk you through what we're doing here. So uh, if you look at the site plan here, um, you can see that the, it's a, it's a non-conforming uh, lot from the standpoint of setbacks, building setbacks. Uh, but it is a somewhat wider property than, or at least there's more room on the west side of the property than you would normally see uh, in these neighborhoods. Uh, right now there is actually a, a one-story masonry garage that's attached to the back of the building here. And then just to the west of that there is a, an industrial building that's actually being removed because they are right on the border of um, the proposed redevelopment zone there. So just one over from this property is some industrial buildings that, uh, as far as I know, are proposed to be removed. So that being said, um, this garage actually shares a wall with that one building that's going to be removed. So the object here would be to just let the garage go and replace it with a deck. So that's what you're seeing here in this rendering. We have a deck in the area where that garage was. Um, so the first, uh, well, let, let me run you through the variances first. Here. So. Uh, Lot area required is 1,800 square feet. We're at 1,125, so that's an existing lot before It's not changing. Um, minimum lot depth is 60 feet. We have 45. That's also an existing lot before Not changing. Um, principal building, we have a, a zero foot, a zero sec, uh, which is not changing. We have a, a rear setback requirement of 15 feet. We have six inches. That's an existing condition that's also unchanging. Um, although we are extending it vertically, so I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, side setback requirements are three and a total of six. We have uh, zero, zero right now, and the deck would count the setback, so we're maintaining that same 
setback to zero, zero setback. Uh, and then maximum building height, we are proposing, um, permitted is 2.5 stories. Uh, we are proposing three stories. Uh, reason being is the upper floor, although it does comply with the half story uh, from the square footage standpoint, it does not comply with the half story from the standpoint of the walls. So I'll walk you through that too on the plan. Um, we are creating uh, 44 feet of parking area. Uh, in, in the new garage. The house is being lifted uh, to create a garage underneath. So that's, that's the first uh, priority here is to get the house lifted and lift it high enough to get a, a garage. So that's what we're doing there. So we've created two uh, parking spaces in that area, um, at least two. And it's all only two. How many, do you, how many do you need? I don't see the... It's only 40 feet. No, no, I know that. I'm just asking how many, how many parking spaces do you actually need? So it's a four-bedroom be four home, so the Burroughs ordinance requires two, or XIS requires 2.5. So they only have two. Yeah. So Burroughs only requires two. Yeah, but what about the RSIS? Which is three. I mean, we have this, just so you know, and we're not picking on you, we go through this every single application. <laughs> um, why do you need four bedrooms, five bedrooms? Well, there would be four in this, in this also. And um, the main reason is a family component. We have three children. I have an autistic son and I have a daughter. So we're hopeful that we can acquire a bedroom for each of the children. And, and so also really the bedrooms, if you look at the square footage of the home, it is, it's not a particularly large home. It's actually, uh, I, I would presume, on the small side. So the bedrooms are not uh, large and approaching, but it would be appropriate to have a composition. There's no way you can get another car. We just have such a parking problem in this town. Well, there is a driveway on the right. Um, let, let me get my scale down. No, I apologize. It is four. No, no, that's okay, Mr. Lexi. You, you, know, you know, currently, there is no garage, you know, it's just on the street. It, 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 I'm sure you're familiar with the street. Very much so. Yeah, so if, if I could get three, I'd love to get How three. many bedrooms does the house have right now? The bed, the, it has three. The, it has three now. Yeah, the, the only addition, if you see on the outside, is the way it's just got the, that, that's going to create a master. Okay. It's not much of a master, but that will be our, our master, and then the three remaining will be existing. Yeah, they are relatively <coughs> small bedrooms, uh, the ones on the main floor. But, you know, we, have, we, we do have about 40 some feet of, I, I honestly think you could probably get three cars here if you had to, but it doesn't, you know, from an RSIS standpoint. But no one's realistically going to do that. Right. Yeah. And the space on the side of the is <laughs> the existing concrete drive. So it's like a little under nine. It's eight, it's eight feet, eight inches, and 14 and a half. Right. So, you could fit a small part in there. Is that, Anthony, is that driver going to remain of the same width as what's coming? The, the, the driver on the west? Yeah, that, that would be the same width. Yeah, so folks, I'll, I'll, I'll say this on the record. The current driver that's there, you, you can park a car, albeit not a large SUV. But a mid-size to a small-sized car, we, we do park it there. Right? Oh, okay, so, so, so you could get the third car in that driveway. Right. Is that 
it, it's not it's not an RSIS compliant space. It, it doesn't meet the dimensions. But it's a real point five space. One other thing I'd like to I'd like to mark this panel. Um, my understanding, and, and you would have more of an expertise than I. If you know the street, there's a large garage that's there that's vacant. That's part of the redevelopment zone. My right. understanding is that the garage is coming down. So even now, with the garage directly on the property line, you can still get the car in. That garage is going to be there too much longer, is my understanding. No, I, I mean, I'm happy that that, that driveway exists, even though it's not ours, I asked. I'm not. That's not. <laughs> I'll hand it over to you, Dave. <laughs> no, wait till we get to that. Go ahead. Okay. So, just to work through the plans, uh, the second floor currently, um, this is the first floor footprint, which is uh, existing. The second floor currently stops at wherever my hand is here. So we are extending that rear non-conforming vertically just, just for the second floor. Uh, on the third floor, we are stopping it where it stops now. So, extending it vertically, so we're extending that variance that's required there. And then uh, this is our finished attic or half story, even though it's not really a half story. From a square footage standpoint, it is a half story. Uh, it just doesn't meet the wall that are required. The, uh, before we go to the next plan, the staircase to the back. Uh, the staircase here? Yep. It takes the whole width of this, the property. There's no access underneath it. You can't get to the back. It's lost. Okay. Well, we're, we're replacing what was. Actually, there is a structure here now that, that's a. It's a right. Now it's an open space. Yeah, it's a raised deck. Correct. There's no way to get to it. Um, that's true. The stairs are blocking your way to the back. So, so my suggestion would be to extend the deck further forward and, and maybe even step it down one or two, giving you enough headroom underneath and putting the staircase along the side of the garage. Uh, yes. bring, bring the deck this way. Uh, that would work, although that would take up that one parking space you were just talking about. Well, actually, it's not a parking space. 14 feet is a parking space. It's going to stick, the car's going to stick out on that sidewalk. Right. I built the two houses next door. Uh, I, I know what the property's like. It's, it, the car sticks out in the, in the sidewalk and it blocks the sidewalk. So that's not really should be used as a parking space unless it was a little mini. <laughs> right. But I thought you, didn't you say you parked the car there? Yeah, but they, they, they stick out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it, blocks, it blocks the sidewalk. It blocks the, it blocks the sidewalk. What do you do, sir? On a small car, sir, it does not. But on a medium or large, it outside the yes. Which is not good. Okay. There should probably also be a door going out from the uh, basement floor from the first floor out to that space. From the ground floor? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, let's do that. Well, if we reconfigure the staircase that we can get underneath it and to the back, you know, so, Dave, are you asking um, whether it would be a door to the area below the deck or to the parking space? Well, the applicant has to decide what they want to do. I just said to the, to the area below the deck, yeah. some kind of a door. Yeah, the other side has a different um, way of solving it. Well, my, so, I would my, think she should do both. With his experience as a fireman, he knows needing to get to the back of the building sometimes. You can't get to the back of the building because when they develop the property next door, 
They're going to build houses there and could, could put a fence up and you have no way to get around the stairs and no way to get to the back. Just so I'm clear, sir. Are you referring to the outside the stairs? Ingress here or this floor here? No, under, <coughs> underneath the stairs to get oh, to yeah, the back. For sure. How? Well, we could, we could probably just open up here on the foundation to make slides. I mean, if anything we would have the expertise there, I don't see any reason why it doesn't get you from the street to that. What, what, what Dave's trying to get to is the fire you know, pulls up there and needs to get to the back of the house. He can't go through, through the house and get to the back of the no house. There's no way to get there. Oh, to access from the rear? Correct. There's no way to get to the rear the ground. Ground. Yeah. on the ground level. Yes, you can go up the stairs and get to the deck, but they're saying that you can't get to the rear. And then where are you going to put your air conditioning systems? Are you going to try to get them underneath that deck? You'll have no access to it. So in, in the rear here, you, you should know this is kind of right on the property line. That's, that's the difficulty of it. I believe there may be another structure behind it. But if you don't have the staircase, you have access. What Mr. Casillas is suggesting is that we take the stairs and move them here, which we could do, and create a way to walk through there. Can't you tie into the main staircase? Yeah, the, interior, the interior staircase? Yeah. But you have the door going out there right there. Yeah, the door next to the sink. I want to have a door from the stairwell onto the deck. Well, but you can put you can tie in there. In which case that would work on it. Know what they're going right. I would, I would, I can answer that for you. 
I would remove the staircase because if I included the spiral staircase even in the rear, then you just take up the whole deck just to get the rear again. Exactly. So what I could do is remove the staircase if that's the concern and stay down. And then just have a straight interior access directly through the front and be able to access the deck from the kitchen area. Right. So there'll be no exterior stair staircase then. Is what I'm hearing, correct? That's correct. That's desired outcome. Yeah, that's the easiest outcome for us. Yeah. I think that's the easiest. Okay. And, and by eliminating it, you're not going to recreate the staircase with a little block that spot that could possibly fit another car. Correct. And Which we'll, place have. We'd still agree to put a door in the back of the garage toward to the other side. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right, so then you got the door. <laughs> door from the garage to the open space below the deck and eliminate the stair to provide access. It's my only concern because that's just what you try to skip the little over there. So they have an existing on before. I think uh, Anthony went through this, but they have existing non conformities for lot area and lot depth. Um, and lot coverage is currently an existing non conformity, and building coverage is currently an existing non conformity, which, although they're adding to the building because they're not changing the footprint. The building coverage isn't changing. The new variances they're seeking are um, the front yard setback, which is existing, but because they're adding to the home, they need a variance for the minimum side yard. Those are existing, but because they're putting an addition on, they need um, the side yard setbacks. Minimum rear yard, same thing, existing, but because of the addition, they need. I'm sorry, what is the rear yard setback requirement? So the rear yard setback requirement is 15 feet, and they're at 0.6 feet. And we're going to extend the house up along that property line in the rear three stories. No, it's only two stories. Two stories. It's only a one story addition. Right, and the side yard is three feet for one, six feet for both. They're at zero feet, that's what they're proposing. Uh, the front yard is 5 to 12 feet, they're at 0 feet, that's what they're proposing. Um, they also need a variance for the number of stories, two and a half are permitted, they're proposing three stories. Um, the maximum building height is 35 feet, they're proposing 38 feet. Isn't 38 permitted when they raise the house? Right, 38 is permitted because they're raising the house um, to comply with the uh, FEMA and the borough's uh, flood hazard, flood damage prevention ordinance. So there are several existing variances that are not being Conditions are not being improved on the portion by the extension of house flooding. And then we're adding this third story by virtue of our definition of that. So it's all new variances, but we're not getting rid of any other variances. Is that the application, correct? Correct. Correct. Well, they're getting rid of the garage in the back, which was a solid structure, and replacing it with a deck. Since the deck is more than 18 inches off the ground, it qualifies for side yard setback. I understand. So, but they did actually reduce the building a little bit in one spot, and then yeah. extend it in another. And I'm not sure how many parking spaces there are currently, but they are proposing two full parking spaces. Well, it sounds like there's none. You have, you have three. You have a three-bedroom house there now with no parking. You have a four-bedroom house with two and a half parking spaces. Yes, sir. That's correct. So you're improving the parking situation. 
Well, it's only improved the parking. Right. Right. You know, we pulled the parking and, and you know, folks, you have much more expertise on this topic than other. The block, it floods all the time. It's just like supposed to be raised. So, you know, with, with the raising and the sudden improved parking, um, I can't swear to this, but uh, I think it's quite possible to get three cars over there. Or something like that. We've got some kids coming up that are all going to want cars. What surfaces are you, are you going to use on the ground? Uh, is, is, the new, is the driveway area today going to be concrete again or something else? Is the, what's going to be under the deck? Stone? I would assume stone, yeah. The current, the current composition is concrete, so it's in quite good condition. Did we get our answer on the, uh, I don't remember, the air conditioning? Well, the, the air conditions can't be in the setback, so you have to decide whether you can try to stick them underneath the deck, but then you have to get special condensers that vent sideways. Mm -hmm. We'll figure out a way to put them up on a roof somewhere. I don't know. We could, also, we could possibly put them on the end of the deck, too, in the back. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about the... Um, the ductless conditions working under the presses and yeah, they don't take a lot of space. I may have to elevate them now because of the form, so I may have to raise them up off the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or raise our platforms. Yeah. 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 Yeah
public portions now Mr. Chairman, I'll, I'll make a little food the application. I like the conditions. Providing me. With all the conditions that we stated, yeah. I'll second that. We welcome you to the community. Okay, we ought to repeat it. I'll second we have a motion, we have a second. I second. Roll call, please. Mr. Cashmore? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Julia? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSale? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Councilman Lexus? Yes. Mark Salina? Yes. Congratulations. Right. Thank you very much. Let's go up. Welcome to dinner. Right, but there are a lot of 
deficient in the end area. So I think the yes. maximum. Yeah, they're actually at 30, so right. they're 33, but the uh, third, mm -hmm. the gradient is within 30, so that's what we said. If it was a normal size lab, you'd think it would go three feet without a deep area. Right. Welcome back. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Chair, members of the board, Rick Brodsky, we have the applicants, uh, Jonathan and Kathleen Golden. Um, and Rick, I just, I just, yes, we have jurisdiction, the, the, yeah. uh, the notices and, and uh, mailings to be checked and, and appropriate. Uh, I just do point out we have a D6 and we have six members uh, present and available. So. Understood. But um, Goldens have been snowed out the last two meetings, so. Yeah, <laughs> understood. <laughs> In the excitement of it all, sometimes. Uh, yes, yes.
the, the new variance that's, been, that's associated with the application is indeed a D variance, and it has to do with the height. Um, the height that's being proposed is 38 feet, um, and also, uh, whereas the ordinance permits two and a half stories, what's being proposed is three by virtue, by virtue of, your, of your definition. Uh, now, you know, this property, uh, this, this home was built post-Sandy in 2014, so it was built in compliance with FEMA at that time when it was rebuilt. So it's not being proposed to be raised as part of this application because it's already been done. Um, so there is a variance uh, as a result with respect to the height, but, you know, clearly this height, and you'll hear from both Tony, who's done a number of the renovations on this block, uh, as well as our planner, you know, this height uh, fits perfectly with uh, the majority of the homes uh, in the neighborhood. Um, so that's, uh, that's sort of the background, a little bit of the background. Um, it, it, notwithstanding the uh, undersized nature of the lot, uh, with respect to building coverage, the existing coverage is, what's permitted is 50%. Um, what exists is 55.39, and that's not, that's not changing. That's staying the same. And it actually complies with lot coverage. 70% is permitted, it's in at 69.67. So, not, uh, neither of those two coverage uh, indicia of overbuilding, so to speak, are being exacerbated uh, in any way, and it's kind of surprising based on the size and the, and the, of the lot. We do have our side setbacks uh, to, to deal with, but again, not getting any closer, just, just going up for that additional half story. So, unless the board has any questions, what I'd like to do is have this stranger step forward. Another brief swear. Do <laughs> <laughs> you swear the testimony you already give here tonight should be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Yes. Please state your name and your last for the record. Anthony Converse, C-O-N-D-O-U-R-I-S. Have you testified before? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Tony, let's get uh, right to it again. Um, I see you have on the easel, I guess, exact copy of what has submitted to the board, what, yes. what has been submitted to the board. Okay, so if you would, just walk the board through what exists uh, at the property today um, and the conditions related to it, and then what's proposed as part of the application. Sure, so what we have today is a, uh, a two-story house that's built on the raised foundation, which uh, allows enough room for parking underneath, and as you mentioned, it was compliant with the FEMA rules back in 2014 when it was built. So it's currently a two-story house. Um, here, and it has a, a cover deck in the front and a set of stairs in the front as well. So um, we have some uh, front setback violations here. Uh, as Mr. Brodsky mentioned, we are actually improving the front setback, which is currently 5.8, and we're removing the stairs, which uh, creates a 9.8 front setback. Okay. Um, that 9.8 is pretty consistent with the rest of the houses on the block as well. Uh, on the lower level, which is uh, this drawing here, uh, the house is actually on piles, so you can see here the piles. Uh, 
Uh, what we have done is just created a storage area underneath the house, which uh, creates a trash, trash receptacle, and basically a, a foyer, because the way up into the, now that, especially since we don't have exterior stairs anymore, the only way to get up into the house would be through this foyer to the interior stairs. Um, we also created this recess in this spot here, which creates another parking space, which I'll show you toward the end of the diagram of the, of the parking areas. Uh, so the first and second floors remain the same. Um, the addition that we're proposing is a, is a finished attic. Um, so the previous application, it does comply with the square footage requirements of a, of a half story, but it's the, it's the height of some of the walls that are uh, causing it to be considered a third story. So um, this addition is actually set back considerably off of the street and uh, also off the back of the house. So as you can see here, uh, there's a roof deck in the front and a deck in the back as well that uh, the addition only sits in the middle of the house. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not a full third floor addition. It's set back in two directions. Uh, this is the front elevation here on page V3. Uh, you can see here I have a dashed line uh, on this upper left drawing in the front that shows uh, the old roof profile. So that's the existing roof, and that shows you how much farther, how much higher it's actually made the house. With the and what is that? What is that measurement from? What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, five feet higher than it is now. And then on the side here, uh, you'll see this is a, we have a couple small dormers. Um, these are typically required in a project like this because we have to get stairways up into the attic. And so we have these areas that are more than two foot of wall, which is what's creating this third story situation. Um, and we are actually, we have to take our height from the highest roof. So we are taking our height off of these dormer roofs, but actually the main the main roof itself, um, if we were to take the height from there, it would be a lot lower. We are forced, not forced, but we are required to use those dormers to, to determine. I think, I think you mentioned from a square foot perspective, we would try as a half foot, as half a half story, That's correct. right? But because yeah. we've got the dormers that are, the walls that exceed two feet, by definition, it's considered a full. That's correct. Oh, well, it's more volume. Yeah, it's more volume, but, but yeah, yes. Not more usable space. That's yeah. Yeah. These two side elevations give you a pretty good idea of how large that addition actually is. You can see it's set in pretty significantly off the front of the back. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll have our planner uh, just run through the variances, but um, let's, let's just think, just address the parking for a moment. Yeah, so um, if I go to the so this is the ground level plan. Um, you can see there's a, there's a clear area that runs all the way from the front of the house to the back. Um, the house is also set nine feet off of the curb, off of the uh, property line. So we do have room in the front. Now I have a diagram to help you see that. Which 
you'll probably have to mark because I'm, I don't think you have this. Oh, okay. Um, we'll mark that as Exhibit A1. It looks like it's uh, sheet V5. Mm -hmm. What is that for the record, sir? Uh, parking lamp. So this dash line indicates the property lines. Um, this here is that recess I was speaking of earlier that we created in that floor area. What that does is it allows us to fit the car. Now these smaller dash lines are actually RSI's compliant parking space, 9 by 18. So you can see here that I'm, we're able to fit three legitimate RSI's parking spaces along the side there, off of the property line. And then, or inside the property line, I should say. And then an additional car <coughs> on that side. So four cars off street. Will the sidewalk incur outside the property line or on the property line? Uh, I believe it's outside the property line. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunately it's not showing on my site plan here. There's no sidewalks, I don't think, there. So There's no sidewalks. Okay, but the, either way, even if there's not a sidewalk, the parking spaces are within the property. That's correct. Right. It's, it's pavers right curb. That's right. Um, Tom, can you just talk a little bit about that storage space um, that we're partially enclosing? Right. Uh, it's an unconditioned space. Um, it's just a, a protected way to get into the house from outside. Uh, again, we're removing, removing the exterior staircases there now, so. When you pull up, you're going to walk in and, and you're somewhat protected. It's not a conditioned space, but you'll be protected as you walk in and get to the main stairway to get into the, the main level. Okay. Um, just, yeah, just going through, um, just going through the report for a moment. Tony has started putting um, the notes that I want for gutters and leaders and um, uh, for uh, further items on the plans uh, uh, on every plan now. So it's good. So I've, even though those are in my letter, they're taken care of. One thing I'd like to do is put the elevation of the first floor and the second floor and the third floor. And of course, I'd like to see the signature block a little larger. <laughs> okay, no problem. Christine, anything? In your level of um, I don't think uh, her talking. Okay. I can wait till the plan. Okay. Okay. If, if you're going to consider the uh, the fourth, fourth car, the third car on the side of the property, which extends all the way to the front of the property line. Well, uh, I think we only we only need four. Three. Uh, I'm three. sorry, we only need three. That's a fourth. Yeah. But we have that picture of the car. There's three, three going to the front, or four? There's, there's three on one side, the side, fourth on the front. So that third car is in the setback. No, no, this is the front line here. Yeah, it's in the front setback. In the front setback. Oh, in the front setback. Yeah, so you can't have, you can't claim that as a, as a, a, a credit for parking spaces in the setback without a variance. You're not allowed to car, park cars legally in a setback. Setback or property? Setback. No, setback. Oh. Setback before. Okay. I'm not uh, sure if it's a variance or a waiver. I think it's a waiver. I think it's a waiver. And also, your ordinance 
requires, how many spaces would your ordinance require? Two, but they say we two. have to go by, uh, right, so we, we have to comply with the ordinance, and so, yeah, I believe that's actually it's a waiver since it's an RSIS requirement, I believe that's correct. And I, I believe, actually, you could keep going here. Yeah, there's room, there's four room here, so we could. <laughs> yeah. It's a setback back there, but <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's got room to a setback. You're right. So we'll consider a, a waiver then. Yeah. Any questions for Mr. Gondoris? We're thinking. Take your time. Everybody good? Thank you, sir. Anyone in the public? Uh, Care to ask a question about the testimony? No? Thank you. Can you add that plan to the set, please, and resubmit it when it's. Yes. With that set, we'll delete with that recipe. Yeah. Okay, this is here. I have our planner. We'll give us some brief testimony on the variances. Records. The only compliant lot here would be lot one. 
everyone else is deficient in area and in uh, width. Um, most of the homes there range from 28 to 42 feet. It's a variety. So it is, it is a, call it a challenge when you're working with these, uh, with the lots here. Um, and then, heard one tonight, there are many uh, applications in this board uh, in terms of dealing with undersized lots and uh, trying to make the, the existing homes livable. So we're here again asking for relief. Uh, the variances that are being requested this evening uh, include a D6 variance for height. We are asking to add what is technically a third story, uh, but that uh, story will be set back from the front and rear of the home, I believe about 11 feet from the front wall of the home and about almost 12 feet from the rear home. So that addition is uh, concentrated to the center of the home. And we'll read you know, very much in a step back manner as you come down uh, the street in this area. We're also seeking uh, uh, relief for, I mean, well, let me go through the existing conditions and environments as associated with those. So this is a 2,437 square foot lot, 4,000 is required. Uh, the lot width requirement is 50 feet. This lot is 32 and a half feet. Uh, the front setback, you heard me uh, comment about the removal of the stairs, improving that condition, but the zone requires 25 feet. But again, looking at the area, you'll see it's very much consistent with the rhythm of uh, the, uh, the street frontage here along Atlantic Way. <coughs> we're seeking a relief for a side yard setback, where 7 feet is required, where 3.74 and 3.81 exist, and these are proposed to remain. We're not changing the footprint of the home. Essentially, that addition uh, is going straight up in the center of the home. Uh, the combined setback requirement is 15 feet, 7.55 exists and will remain. Uh, the rear setback uh, is 15 feet required, 2 feet exists to the deck. Maximum building coverage is 50% permitted. We are at 55.39. That's an existing condition that will remain. Uh, with respect to overall lot coverage, we are compliant. Uh, so as, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, this is an undersized lot. The existing home there is two stories, uh, and we are seeking to do that, uh, the addition of the third story to the top. And I'd like to kind of just mark three photographs of the character here along the Atlantic Way.
So the, the top, excuse me, as Tony mentioned, the top floor would include a fourth bedroom, a bath, and a, the are a sunroom, which is basically a play uh, or hangout area for the kids, quite frankly. The, the buildings have three children. The desire is to give each child their own bedroom, um, and that is what's necessitating the desire for this addition. Uh, with respect to the master plan, the master plan uh, very much stresses the need to maintain the character of the neighborhood and to provide new housing opportunities or to enhance housing opportunities. Um, I know the flavor of this board is essentially you see a lot of teardowns uh, to the extent that you can maintain the character or, or work with someone, an individual with an existing home. You always have been very receptive to that. I think that's the case here. We have a two-story home. We need to add a fourth bedroom to this. It's very much in keeping with the character. But as such, I think it's on point with your master plan. Uh, with respect to the public purposes, because an application shouldn't just be for the benefit of the applicant themselves, I believe there are two reasons within the municipal land use law that are fostered by this application. Uh, first is to promote the establishment of appropriate population densities and concentrations that contribute to the well-being of persons, neighborhoods, communities, regions, and the preservation of the environment. This is a single-family network uh, neighborhood. We are a single-family home. We're hoping to make that more livable. And as, as we take smaller homes and make them larger, certainly they become more desirable for full-time residents. And I know that's for the board tonight. I think that's not something they take into consideration, but to the extent that you have something that can be maintained within the character and be conducive to full-time residency, I think that's certainly a benefit to not only uh, the applicants, but to the community. And finally, to encourage the coordination of various public and private procedures and activities shaping land development with the view of lessening the cost of such development and to the more efficient use of land. And we have, we have a, a perfectly good home here in terms of the bones of the home. Uh, we do need uh, another bedroom just to accommodate the familiar living uh, arrangements here. We are seeking to expand that, and it's, it's efficient to put an addition onto the house as opposed to coming in and building new. Um, and as we indicated, that having we come in and, and built new, you know, we, uh, we, we may be able to raise the house or, or whatnot. But uh, in this case, this house was built originally in compliance with your uh, ordinances, and we are seeking to put that uh, well, the half story, the full story, or the third story out to this in comparison to the character of the neighborhood. So what we're seeking tonight in terms of the height relief is a D6 variance. We are more than 10% uh, of the permitted height, uh, in excess of what's permitted here. Because this is an undersized lot, our height is capped at 30 feet. We are asking for 38. Uh, the existing one, I believe, was 20, 33 feet. Uh, yes. Yes, so I think the, the existing home took advantage of the three feet. Uh, the addition would essentially add another five feet to the height of this home, and it would put it in a very much consistent roof line with what you see here in these photographs of Mount Atlantic Way. So when we're looking at an E6 variance, this is clapped up under the, uh, the Coventry Square criteria, not the Medici criteria, meaning the use is permitted, and we focus on the deviation. Can the lot accommodate the deviation as requested? Can the lot accommodate the additional five feet in height? Given the context here, given uh, what we have surrounding us, um, I certainly believe that it's in character. It's not going to create any harm. It's not going to create any uh, type of issue in terms of light, air, and open space that doesn't already exist along the Atlantic Way here. So I think from a positive standpoint, this is a good application. With respect to the negative criteria, 
related to the uh, use variant. We are consistent with your master plan in terms of compensating the character of the neighborhood, and when we look at uh, any detriment to the neighborhood, we took a look at the nuisances, and I'll go through that in the bulk variance relief as well. But this is a single-family neighborhood. We're accommodating parking on site, as was just discussed. Uh, we're not creating any additional noise or trash or drainage issues. We're essentially following the same footprint of the building going straight up. Uh, it will be set back to soften the appearance of the height. So when we look at it in terms of the B variance relief, I think this is a good, good application of qualifies for the D6 variance. And that brings us to the bulk variances. And bulk variances can be uh, C1 hardship variances or the balance effect for the C2 criteria. And in this case, we have an undersized lot with deficient width. There's nothing we can do about it. That's what drove the footprint of this building. We're honoring that footprint of this building going straight up. Uh, so when we look at the relief that we're seeking, really the, uh, the crux of it, because we're stepping back the house to the front and back, the real crux in terms of what could potentially be an issue would be the side yard setback, because we are going straight up along the sidelines. Uh, and, and not for the entirety of the building, just for a portion where you see it's kind of like a, a, a T-shaped uh, addition to the building. So the question is, will that create any kind of issue to the neighbors? So that qualifying under the bulk variance really, we look at whether it's applicable to a specific piece of property, it is, whether any of the purposes of this land use law would be fostered. I read two into the record that I believe would apply to the bulk relief sought, and that the benefits of the deviation would outweigh any detriment. Again, the benefits of this application is making this more livable, reinvesting in the property, and making it more conducive to year-round residency. Uh, with respect to the negative criteria, can the variance be granted without substantial detriment to the neighborhood? I don't, or to the public good, for that matter. Um, I don't see anything here that becomes a substantial detriment. Uh, it's very much consistent with the character of homes on either side and along that side of the Atlantic. Right. So I don't think we can say that this is a substantial detriment to the neighborhood that is spot on with the character of the neighborhood. And I don't believe it'll substantially impair the intent and purpose of the zone plan. Again, because the zone plan looks to foster the character of the neighborhood and doing that. So when we look at this on balance, I think the bulk relief can be granted. It's a, it's a factor of an existing home that we're looking for a simple addition on our roof line. Um, and I'd ask the board if they have any questions. No? Anyone in the public have a question about the witness's testimony? Because of the square foot. Oh, because of the height of the sidewalls, 
it triggers the batteries for for the third story. Third story. Even though you're on this vertical. Correct. It's open to the public. Is there anyone in the public that has a, a question about any of the testimony or a statement? <laughs> I have a stand-up. How you doing? Please state your name for the record. Raise your right hand to be sworn. Do you swear the testimony you already give here tonight should be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? Sure do. And please state your name, spell your last for the record. Tom Lurie, L-A-R-G-U-Y. Uh, I'm the attorney for the people who are on 14 Lurie. I'd just like to say that <coughs> I wish you folks looked at for 14 Lurie, what you apparently are doing here tonight. You allow the house to go up that puts us in a shadow. And I don't know why that was passed, and I'm uh, quite upset about it. So. Uh, I don't know if you remember that situation. Uh, there's a four-story house essentially that puts our house, it's at 14 mile away, in a shadow. It was supposed to be 18 feet to the east, and somehow it became a little bit closer to the west, and so the shadow's there. But thanks for looking out for the town. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone else in the public? Please raise your right hand and be sworn. Do you swear the testimony you already give here tonight shall be the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I do. Please state your name, spell your last for the record. Lou Libertor, L I B E R A. I'm sorry. Sorry. In the public, we, we can't have comments. Because we can't hear what's going on here. Very interesting. Okay. They deserve all the same barriers uh, and right to build for their family as we all have on the block. And uh, you know, being the closest neighbor to it there, we have no problem with it. Make sure that was known. And again, it doesn't matter for you guys whether they're good people or not, but they are. So, thank you very much. Anyone else? Mike Welty. W-E-L-T-Y, I'm at 49 W Place. Uh, Please raise your hand. Can you swear the testimony you already give here tonight will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Um, I just wanted to second that. Um, the buildings are a great addition to our neighborhood, um, which is not always the case when there's renters in some of these buildings. So um, everyone in the neighborhood that I know is all for it. Um, it's, it's a great addition to an existing structure. So just wanted to say, uh, the neighborhood is all in favor of and our families as well. Thank you. Anyone else in the public? If not, the public portion is now closed. Discussion or a motion? I'll make a motion to approve this application. I'll second. Roll call, please. Yeah. Mr. Cashwell? Yes. Chairman Cunningham? Yes. Mr. Julia? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSero? Yes. Mr. Morris? Yes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman of the Board. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
before the board this evening. Thanks, folks. We're, we're just about done, but we're not done yet. Everyone can just keep quiet, just for a minute. We're almost done. What was the question? I, I asked if there was any schedule for the March 12th meeting. She was saying what was on. So that there is an application. Yes. There are two more in the pipeline. There's a good chance I won't be. There are two more in the library. There are two more applications that came in the pipeline. Southway and there's another one that I'm going to be able to be six. Southway needs some uh, plug uh, play calculations. Which? which? At least 14 Southway. So they have to figure out whether or not the property is 50% uh, more than what's existing. So they should raise the garage. The building bar is asked for those. They haven't gotten it. All right. Mr. Chairman, then I'll make a motion to adjourn. All in favor? Aye. Meeting adjourned. See you on March 12th. Yeah, I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I